Welcome, and thanks for joining us for Episode 4 of the C-Level Strategic Guide for Siam Investment Podcast, brought to you by CIO.com and sponsored by Okta. I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy and Operations with IDG. In our last few episodes, we defined customer identity and access management and explored the many challenges facing today's CIOs and CSOs. We also introduced the Siam Maturity Curve, which can help organizations determine where they fall on the spectrum, and we outlined phases one and two on that scale. Today, we'll be exploring phase three on the scale, intelligent. I'm joined today by Swaroop Sham, Group Product Marketing Manager at Okta. Welcome, Swaroop. Thanks, Barbara. Pleasure to be here. So let's start with a quick refresh uh, for our audience. Can you outline our working definition of customer identity and access management? Yeah, Barbara, I'll be happy to do that. If you all recall, like when we spoke in episode one of the series, we spoke about the needs from, a, from an organizational standpoint about what SIAM needs to do and serve. In simple words, a SIAM solution or a customer identity and access management solution needs the identity requirements of the marketing team, the security team, and privacy team of the organization. And they do this through three basic concepts of authentication, that is identifying and validating who you are, authorization, which is giving you the right amount of access based on the right context, and finally, user management, so that organizations can manage you effectively behind the scenes. So as organizations move to build a more delightful user experience through applications or APIs, they need to think about these three concepts fundamentally about how they authenticate users, give access, and manage their applications. This has become a very fundamental and critical uh, need for organizations today. Excellent. Okay, thanks. So. Um, I mentioned the Siam maturity curve. Let's um, do a, a quick recap of phases one and two for our audience. Absolutely. So again, going back to the first episode, we kind of outlined this journey as four key steps, and we've covered you know, the first two steps of that journey. The first two steps are basically called as basic and automated. We, we think of basic, uh, or and I should point out, that our observations have come out from like dealing with hundreds of uh, or thousands of companies across different sizes across the board, and we saw some repeating patterns. And we kind of started off basic by saying that, hey, basic is essentially when companies are getting off the ground, getting that first critical product to market and making decisions about how users authenticate, authorize, and give access. They're also making very, very critical decisions in the basic phase. They're, making, they're kind of making a trade-off between how do they deploy their own internal engineering resources, which decide which components get built in-house and which components are integrated off the board. So this is the basic phase, and companies are keen to get the first product out of the, out of the door. The second part of the journey is basically what we call as automated. Basically, companies now have proven the first product. They've had validation of the product. Uh, now they're kind of growing their engineering team, and they're trying to become a lot more of a multi-product organization. They're kind of thinking about the basic steps towards becoming more and more efficient internally, adopting basic or like, you know, standard security practices, and even thinking about MFA and security more deeply. Uh, sometimes this comes because of the type of business they are in, but sometimes it is purely like, you know, from protecting the brand. Also in the automated phase, the companies are taking first steps towards extending their platform through hooks and extensibility. And this is what we typically see in the second phase. Um, so yeah, that's a basic overview of what basic and automated does from a, from a maturity curve standpoint. 
Okay, that's great. Thank you. So to move from phase two automated to phase three, which is intelligent, there's probably a number of goals and challenges. So let's start there. Can you outline some of those for our audience? Yeah. So when companies start thinking about uh, the intelligent phase, they come through some key and unique uh, goals and challenges they might meet, right? So now the, you need to think about it both internally as to where the company is, but also externally as to what sort of outside challenges that come with a bigger organization. From a goals perspective, you know, companies are thinking about protecting not just the data that they store, but also the infrastructure and very important to the users. You know, security becomes very paramount to both, you know, from a compliance standpoint, but also from a brand perspective. But also beyond just the security aspects of the of, of the uh, and security aspects and security needs of the application, they also looking to streamline the customer experience. You know, think about removing friction across every user journey and applying features that drive personalization and analytics. Right? We know that personalization is a very key concept today, so companies are looking to like kind of deliver that personalized experience and leveraging identity to deliver that personalized experience. So from a challenges perspective, um, you know. Growth is great, but you know, growth comes with its own challenges, right? So now in many times you have to work your identity uh, solution with the needs of all the different uh, teams in the company, right? And every team has its own trade-offs. A particular team might need uh, you know, very unique requirements that are very different and sometimes even polar opposite of the needs of the security team. A classic marketing with a security challenge, right? So managing those teams becomes very, very critical from a challenge standpoint. But also from a challenges perspective, the way you build your application becomes very, very critical. You know, we when we talk to companies, we hear like, you know, conversations around microservices and APS to ensure the services and systems are modular. And many times it reflects that earlier challenge I mentioned around teams. But companies are actively thinking about uh, building out an infrastructure that is scale, scalable and modular to me and, you know, without compromising on security. So yeah, Barbara, those are some of the challenges and goals we goals and challenges we see with organizations in this case. Okay, great. That's really interesting. So what does a company in phase three look like? In other words, what are some of the key characteristics? Yeah, that's you know, that's a that's a that's a very, very um, you know, uh, important question here. So when you look at a company in phase three, right? These are companies, in my point of view, are trying to lead the market, right? These are companies that have now proven their worth. They are market leaders, in my point of view. They are either the best in travel, best in class, um, you know, have, the, have, a, have a mindset basically to dominate the market. Um, but also very important that beyond that sort of a mindset, they also have very, very complex stakeholders. These stakeholders span different parts of the company. So, for example, you have people from product, engineering, and market teams all have very unique requirements. And remember, from a company standpoint, not only are they looking to scale and establish a deep market presence, they're also looking to retain competitive advantage, right? So, from a competitive advantage standpoint, it might be things like, you know, having, uh, you know, a seamless sign-on process, a seamless um, authentication or reset and recovery process, keeping users and applications secure, or even like ensuring that teams, engineering teams internally are working like without being impacted from each other. These are some of the attributes um, of a company at this point of time. Okay, great, that's excellent. So let's talk about the solutions and then the associated benefits with those solutions. Yeah, as an 
a great question, Barbara. I think from a solution standpoint, you know, we spoke about some of the needs of the of the organization before. And really, the solutions here really need to address some of those needs. So let's start off with user experience because, you know, we all love a delightful user experience, don't we? So, and when you think about this from a user experience, right from like, you know, like how you would normally approach a website or, or a modern, you know, a, a market leading website as I think about it, it really comes down to sophisticated, like, you know, a couple of key sophisticated but very seamless uh, touch points with the user. The first one I'd like to point out is like from registration, you know, we, as a company, we making registration seamless is very, very critical, but, but building a seamless registration spans about both uniquely identifying and also validating the user. What does this mean? Like, you know, it sounds like a lot of uh, verbiage or, uh, you know, you could ask me, Barbara, but, you know, what I think about it is that, you know, when you first, when you go through a registration process, users today are used to a very simple registration, you know, process, maybe like two forms or three foot. Two or three fields is what they expect in the registration step. So here, uniquely resolving your user identity, they're bringing an existing identity. That is, let's say, something like Facebook or any social, think of your favorite social login, right? But also, from a validation standpoint, you've got to remember, many users will want to establish their own identity on your platform. Like, you know, I typically do that, first name, last name, email address. Um, and verifying, you know, for example, those single attributes by making sure that email address hasn't been associated with fraud um, is a very key part about having a mature onboarding process. But that's a lot about onboarding, right, from the solution perspective. There are other aspects that touch upon security and privacy, and as well as from what a platform needs to do. From a security perspective, uh, companies in this phase are looking for solutions that really make the solution intelligent when a user is prompted for MFA. Think about your favorite e-commerce app. It's highly unlikely that you get prompted for MFA every time you go to buy you know, um, a product that you want to buy on the website. So being very thoughtful when you prompt for, an, uh, prompt for MFA becomes very, very critical. Also, even beyond multi-factor authentication, thinking about authenticating without a password becomes very critical both from a user experience standpoint, but also from a, um, but also from a, uh, security standpoint. So things like passwordless authentication become very, very critical. So users want to log in with their face or you know, finger scan or one click or one touch. That means that needs to be part of the solution here. Now, expanding the conversation beyond security, right? Uh, as a platform, you want to be optimizing for minimal friction. And this is not just at login. This is for things like, you know, when you get user consent. So having things like that capture the user's preferences along the user journey becomes very, very critical. But also very importantly, uh, integration with best of breed solutions across the user journey. So this could be things like your marketing solutions, your CRM, your e-commerce platform, your ticketing, your support system. These become very, very critical to delivering a first-class journey. But at the bottom of it all, a modern identity solution like Octa kind of becomes the centerpiece of your stack around which you can build both security outcomes, privacy outcomes, and marketing outcomes. So that's what I think about from a solution from a solution standpoint. And the benefits really here are because of these best of breed approaches that you might pick. You know, your identity, you have not only just a strong security posture, but you also have a delightful customer journey. Uh, and you, you're really meeting the needs of your customer where they want to be. Customers really place an emphasis on your service and they place a lot of trust with that service. And that is a market running approach in my point of view. Excellent. Thank you. So,
So I think the next logical question is, you know, what are the next steps? What kind of advice do you have for companies trying to move ahead on the scale? Yeah, I think if you've done all of these things, and, you know, I should point out that a vast majority of mature companies belong in the intelligent phase. But every now and then we get those companies that are really looking to get to the next level. They are really like, you know, mastheads in the journey, in the identity journey. So these are companies that have done all of these things and these are really looking to go into that, what we call it the next phase, that is the continuous phase. But, you know, some of the attributes of these companies that are looking as part of their graduation or like possibly authentication, you know, thinking about extend, extending the platform through like, you know, hooks um, or like, you know, capturing user data and really looking at like top of the line user journeys, like, you know, user journeys that the users never need to authenticate. These are some of the things uh, as companies move to the next level here. Excellent. Thank you. That's great. So before we continue our conversation, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. The C-Level Strategic Guide for Siam Investment podcast is presented by CIO.com in partnership with Okta. Okta is the leading independent identity provider. The Okta Identity Cloud enables organizations to securely connect the right people to the right technologies at the right time. With more than 6,500 pre-built integrations, applications, and infrastructure providers, Okta provides simple and secure access to people and organizations everywhere, giving them the confidence to reach their full potential. More than 9,400 organizations, including JetBlue, Nordstrom, Siemens, Slack, T-Mobile, Takeda, Teach for America, and Twilio trust Okta to help protect the identities of their workforces and customers. Visit Okta.com. Now back to our show. Welcome back. We've been talking about Siam. I'd like to help bring the key concepts to life with a case study or a use case. Swarup, what are your thoughts? I know. Last time I was here, uh, I spoke about America's favorite pastime or MLB. Uh, today, we're actually bring up another great customer that a lot of people will recognize, similar to MLB, and this is CarMax. For, I know a lot of you are familiar with the name CarMax, and for many of us, that's where we bought our first car. But just to give some context for those of you who have never heard of them, CarMax was the original startup designed to refine the car buying experience. They were really born to disrupt the automotive industry like about a few years ago, and they were really looking to transform the car buying experience. The company launched an omni-channel authentication experience to really focus upon outstanding digital services along with a world-class support experience and seamless in-store integration and fulfillment. So what they really meant here was that, you know, when you go into a CarMax store, they want to know who you are. And when you go back online, they want to be able to personalize your experience based on that cars that you liked in the car store. And kind of to stay agile, CarMax really needed an identity partner who they could connect and not just identify the users, but also integrate with the best of breed technology approach that the team wanted to go. So the team at CarMax uh, was is a very sophisticated and mature identity team. And they looked at a number of different reasons and categories uh, for identity and access management vendors. And they decided to replace their existing homegrown solution that had really outgrown the team um, over the years. And they were looking to opt up because of its maturity in the market, but also its customer first mindset and integrations with like both security, marketing and privacy vendors. The team there worked extensively with Okta, 
and they really looked to replace some of the old legacy infrastructure that they had deployed. Um, and they were looking for like a very seamless experience that had like custom built authentication software to achieve huge leaps in efficiency for the car for the various CarMax team. You know, like many of us, COVID-19 hit and the CarMax team wanted to even expedite the process even further, right? And by leveraging the Okta solution with the best of breed integrations that we have in the Okta platform for privacy and for security, the team was able to meet the needs of the new market, the new reality, the COVID-19 reality that hit them and become and continue to disrupt the market even despite these heavy headwinds that the market itself was seeing. So yeah, next time you go to buy a, a car at CarMax, remember that from an identity standpoint, Okta is the service behind the scenes that is driving you through your through the digital app or the or their web application as you go in to look look for cars or you know go in and complete that finance arrangement with CarMax. Um, Okta is the service powering uh, this modern day disruptor of the car buying experience uh, behind the scenes. That's great. I love that story. Really great. All right, so before we close, just any last final closing thoughts for our listeners? Yes, Barbara. So as we've gone through this journey, I want our listeners to stay tuned for the for stage four of the Cyan Maturity Curve, where in the next episode, we'll talk through some of the cutting edge enhancements from an MFA perspective. So things like continuous authentication, third-party risk signaling, AI, and security orchestration, as well as authorization, things like fine-grained authorization, and we'll also spend some time talking to standards as well as integrations with omni-channel authentication experience. It's going to be a fantastic episode. Excellent. Thank you. And thanks for this discussion. Very interesting. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in our The Sea level Strategic Guide for Siam Investment podcast series. And as uh, Swarup said, I encourage you to tune in for episode five, where we'll explore phase four on the maturity curve, exploring advanced capabilities. This podcast series is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. For more information, be sure to visit Okta.com. For IDG and Okta, I'm Barbara Call. This podcast has been produced by IDG Communications Incorporated in association with Okta.